0: You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast.
1: Garage Fam, it we Garage Guys. Dale, Dale is back. Excited to have Dale Tanhart back.
0: Hey, Dale. Feels, feels good to be back. Feels good to be back. It's been I it's been a thing. minute.
1: Do you feel good? That's the question.
0: I feel fantastic. I feel awesome.
1: Glad we miss you. Uh, welcome to 2022. It's the first episode of Garage Guys NASCAR podcast in 2022, where we are currently in the top 30 in fantasy sports in Australia. You didn't know that, but I just found that out yesterday. So, Australia, they're not letting anybody into the country except for Garage Guys on top of the charts, baby. That's us. We're there. Shout out to them, kangaroos.
0: Australia is an awesome country. So, that's well. COVID stuff is debatable, but that's really cool. I did not know that until he just said that on the air right now. So, yeah, big shout-out to Australia for listening to The Garage Guys.
1: Thanks, I don't Australia.
0: know why, but I appreciate the hell out of that.
1: I do, too. Um, I did a lot of – was doing a lot of, like, looking – like, obviously, everybody that's listening knows we're getting ready for 2022, which will be the biggest year in NASCAR uh, of the 2020s confirmed that's a pretty fair take i would say um, i would
0: say i would say the most pivotal maybe not the best but certainly the most pivotal with everything that's transpired in the offseason.
1: absolutely i'll i'll back i'll back that i'll go with that we're going to make it the best though we're going to find a way to make it the best in garage guys history um, you know we had we're coming off of a big 2021 um, and just huge shout out and thank you Uh, As I had said on the last show that we did to everybody that made 2021 special, it is now 2022, so a pre-thank you to everybody that made us uh, blow up to the moon this year. So we'll go back at the end of this year and just play this one over again. Um, But no, JK, we have a lot to talk about and dig into uh, in this episode. We're getting ready to uh, get work, kind of ramp back up. Uh, Got word that we are going to be in Daytona next week um super speedway testing will be going on uh and i'm excited to see what the next gen car does out there they're opening it up to the public on tuesday uh january 11th so if you're in the daytona area or you're in florida and you have nothing going on on a tuesday which you shouldn't because it's fucking tuesday you should come to daytona and uh come come see us because we'll be there and uh, so that's going to be fun and just i don't know something about Florida in January It's like You may need a jacket You might not But it won't be as humid as the heart of America
0: No, not even close But actually right now uh, We're at our coldest That we've been in a, a long time Through in the entire winter season The way it works in Mississippi And I think Florida is kind of close to this I expect it to be cold But I haven't looked at any temperature yet uh, December is like fucking hot as shit in mississippi like it's like brutal i'm sure louisiana is like that because louisiana I, I, in my opinion the weather is like worse when it comes to heat in louisiana than mississippi we're kind of but in the
1: same area though we're like a, there's like a circle we'll just call we're within
0: life. like two hours of each other yeah. yeah so i mean yeah but um this past like three to three to five days has been the coldest in at least where i live in a long time like yesterday, it was like 33 degrees like in the morning. Uh, and it was, it's been like that today, too, like freaking freezing cold. That's freezing cold for us. I know there's probably a lot of people watching from uh, northern places, northeast, even probably on the west coast, gets a little bit colder than what, what we're dealing with right here. So I expect Florida to be like that. and I love that cold weather. I, a lot of people disagree yeah. with me, but when you deal with the summer heat that we deal with in Mississippi and Louisiana – you appreciate the cold way more when it comes around which is very seldomly.
1: Right, but like our kind of cold. Like you don't want to go full penis shrivel cold. Like you want to go kind of like, you know, just a like a like a kind of a chilling cold like you walk outside and you're like, "Oh, it's cold." Like that's kind of how it's been the past few days. But then like like there's just some people I don't know how they live in like the tundras of like -3 degrees. Like how do you do that? I I've yeah, been we're talking stuff
0: we're talking below 15 degrees, then we, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I, I think like 25 to 30 degree weather down here is pretty nice. I like that.
1: Yeah. It is pretty
0: dick shriveling though, but I don't, I don't mind that. We have a humid
1: me. cold. We have a very humid cold. I'll say
0: somebody, I don't I don't even want to get into this. Somebody had like a good analogy that I was talking to about like our cold compared to uh, like Chicago cold. I can't remember what it was. I shouldn't have even brought it up if I didn't know. But, yeah, and I see what you're saying, though. Like, what you just said is, like, somewhat relevant to this analogy that I'm thinking of but but cannot think of. Yeah. yeah I, I like the cold. Let's just leave it at that. I like cold.
1: Yeah, just cold, cold. You open up the freezer, that's what it feels like outside. Um, that's a good way to put it. So, we're, we're heating up a little bit, though, now. And, like I said, we're getting ready to heat up. Some things are changing, by the way, guys. Um, We are no longer Garage Guys uh, NASCAR Podcast. We are now Dale Boy's NASCAR Podcast with Dale Tanhart and uh, Dale Beddett because I'm going full Dale Jarrett, and he is full Dale Earnhardt, and so he's Dale Tanhart. I'm Dale Beddett, and we're Dale Boy's NASCAR Boys Podcast now.
0: Hey, uh, if if you're accustomed to the name Garage Guys, I'm sorry, but uh, we made this difficult decision um yesterday actually and we think that the Dale branding is better uh, we think it will attract more uh rednecks um we don't do very well with the redneck audience we need to do better with with the rednecks um so yeah that's that's what that's what it's going to be from now on so I hope you can appreciate it and learn
1: to live with it That's it. Um, You know, because when you get on your phone, no one Googles NASCAR. They Google Dale because that's what they know. Or Jeff. But we don't fuck with Jeff's. We're just Dale's here. JK, guys, JK, we're just kidding. We're not. Yeah, we're just
0: kidding. I love Jeff Gordon, as you can see behind me. But you gave it away with the Jeff thing. Of course, people are going to be like, what the hell is he talking about?
1: Yeah, but this, this, see, that's good. The people that listen to this podcast know know how know how knows how it really goes.
0: Uh, yeah, that was dry as fuck, but I I didn't hate it. Um I so, like that
1: flag. Where'd you get it? Yeah,
0: this has been this sat over my bed for the first like 20 years of my life. Well, 19. Yeah, 19 20 years of my life in my bedroom. And I've been tired of like this black curtain. I've had every I was like, Dude, I got to have something cool behind me, like for once in a while. Like I have a cool setup, sick stuff. But you can't see it with the way my desk is laid out. So I see my Greg Biffle car, um, but there's not enough room in this Zoom square. So I was like, I'll put my flag back here, cover up some of the sun that's beaming in uh and not the just the same old black blinds that i'm kind of tired of
1: are the green bl- are the green blinds as you've come accustomed to lately as well or has that moved since since i've last been over there yeah the,
0: well the green screen works better in a different area yeah. no you, you know where the green screen is like in the kitchen area yeah there's so much more space in there is that what you're talking about the green screen yeah so, so yeah, where yeah, are yeah. I, there's you at way right more now space in- and better lighting
1: where are you at right now in the in the, in the Mississippi Boys Clubhouse? Where are you at right now? You have, you have like, like a TikTok house, but it's not this really. This is a
0: like the den. This is like the den. Like the couches are over here. Uh, TV is like up here, and then this is the other side of the den. There used just, to be a different couch here.
1: Yeah, it looks so different because I'm just so used to seeing the green screen. So it's gone.
0: I feel like I hadn't had the green screen up here in a while, though. I feel like all the like all the interviews we did with like Ricky and Blaney and uh and uh whoever else who and kyle i I had the black blinds
1: up yeah yeah you did on that time maybe it's just because the last time i saw you i was over there it was there and then also when you raced in the world 600
0: there you go that 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 was probably it yeah i did i did put it up for the world 600 forgot about that
1: that's it well either way it goes i do like the flag there i have to get some more if you look up top you know i we all i've always had this wall nobody ever sees what's above this though you know we keep uh, we keep we keep Dale up there. So Dale's up there. So he's looking chunky you
0: know. in that picture.
1: Mm-hmm. That was a little it chunky almost doesn't even look like him. Yeah, he's up there in spirit. He watches down on us. You can't see him, but we can. Kind of like Santa Claus or God. Um, so that's why he's there. But uh, but yeah. So that's uh, that's catching up with with Chase and Dale. We just caught up. It was good. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, oh yeah, I had
0: the Omicron
1: oh yeah the transformer
0: yeah it uh infiltrated my body and transformed me into a stronger immune system person how many
1: so if you were to like you know like cut your finger and like sling your blood on someone would they become a transformer
0: no they wouldn't um not contagious with the transformer anymore
1: Damn, no, nothing's as easy as, like, the way Stan Lee wrote about Marvel comic books, you know? Like, you would think that you would be Probably able to be. Get superhuman powers. I know.
0: Like, I, yeah, I wish. I think of, like, I think of like Spider-Man. I would want to, like, get bit by a spider and then be like, because I always wake up. Like, it's, like, really common to get bit by a spider in the middle of the night. Like, I read some crazy stat that was, like, uh, the average person swallows, like, eight, spiders in their lifetime or something yeah or maybe it's insects but i'm sure some of those are spiders so like you ever wake up with a bite like i'm like it has to be from a spider i'm like nothing luckily we have yeah we
1: have just wood spiders so like literally we just like can stand like like trees and be still like trees so that's the only powers we got so maybe we did get powers but you know spider-man does have like spider senses like, you have Dale senses, like, so when it comes to, like, betting. So, it's kind of a superpower.
0: I, I know. I was right about to say that if you weren't going to hit it. Like, we do have superpowers. The superpowers of predicting winners and winning money in the NASCAR auto racing world. So, yep. that's all we, we had should...
1: to do. All we had to do was get ran over by a race car going 100 miles an hour.
0: Yep. Happened to both of us.
1: hmm Changed our lives forever.
0: So, let's get into that, then. We've yeah, been let's, talking let's, about bullshit for us, like an hour right now. Yeah, yeah. it's fun though. It's it fun, is. Though.
1: Uh, it, it's, but it's. I'm sure whoever's fun.
0: watching this is like, God damn, will you guys start talking about fucking NASCAR like you said you would? Whoever's We're working in the
1: car on it, is loving it. <laughs> they're just they're just chilling out with us. But yeah, uh, so 2022 is gonna be a big year. Let's move into talking about, um, you know, just what events we have coming up so far. Uh, obviously a lot of things are going to change, uh, for the past two years, which feels like it's been forever. And so many people that listen to the show and that we've met during this, like kind of got into NASCAR through us. And we appreciate the garage fam that has done that. And, um, and you know, everybody else that's brought new people into the show, into these circles and just into the NASCAR space in general. Uh, you know, it's, it's a part of, it's something bigger than just garage guys. It's, it's about the culture of racing and NASCAR growing. So, We're excited for it. But, you know, you guys that are new to it have been into it for a year or two. You guys really only know, like, you know, where they draw for position. And we're moving back into qualifying. For everybody that's been listening, this has been NASCAR fans. We remember the days of qualifying and practice. All that's coming back now with the new next-gen car. So it's going to change up some things for betting and for DFS going into this year. And I think the one that's probably most pressing – We'll be betting, and Dale and I were discussing it a little bit, we kind of want to talk a little bit about that with you guys, like of some things to kind of expect this year with this practice and qualifying, some pros and some cons with it. Um, You know, one of the biggest pros, I think, when we did have practice and qualifying last year was during the Indy 500 weekend when you were able to analyze some stuff with Larson and you were able to just bankroll. Well, for one, whoever the fucking book was fucked up real bad, putting him at plus 700. But uh, but yeah, it, uh, just kind of go into that a little bit of, of what we can expect for betting and for odds with practice and qualifying return to. deal. Yeah,
0: it's, it's definitely going to be more difficult. Um, it's not going to be as easy as last year because that, that's a, a good example. Because that week, I remember on Monday of that week when the opening odds came out, I was like, I told everybody, I was like, you got to hammer Kyle Larson right now. DraftKings and everybody had him at that 600 or 700 number. And uh, that was insane because of the speed that he's had on mile and a half. So I was like, doesn't matter. Uh, Practice qualifying does not matter. You need to hammer Kyle Larson right now. And on the legitimate sports books that that kept up with with the practice speeds and the qualifying, they would drop him down. I think on race day, he had dropped down to 300. 250 300 because he was he was just blinding fast some books did not keep up with that and left him at 600 and he went out there and just put on a clinic and the coke 600 and just beat the shit out of everybody uh, and that's a big payday it's gonna be a little different here this year because Hendrick Motorsports accumulated such a massive advantage at the mile and a half last year uh, partially because of no practice and qualifying like after we ha- we had a sample size of seven or eight races Everybody, the chatter was like Hendrick Motorsports is going to be fast again. Uh, and because there was no practice or qualifying, they just had an immediate edge over everybody else, uh, especially with Kyle Larson. But there are multiple mile and a half races where they ran all ran in the top five or all ran in the top ten. Larson leading the way, Elliott running second. And with this year, it's going to be harder because it's going to feel like I think it's literally going to be feeling it out for the first eight to 10 weeks. Um, you know, you have Daytona and Talladega in there that are the wild cards to shake everything up. I think Bristol dirt, I got the schedule pulled up here. Bristol dirt is up in there in the first, let's see. Bristol dirt is actually, it's about the 10th race of the season, mid April. So with practice and qualifying every single week, you know, as someone, as uh, as guys like us who write the articles, you know, have the articles out on Thursday, have the our preview show out Thursday or Friday, we're gonna have to make adjustments adjustments throughout the weekend based off of speeds. Because betting on NASCAR back in 2018 and 2019, when I started betting on it, uh, my biggest indicator was what happened in practice or what happened in qualifying that caught my eye, and looking at those numbers that made me be like, okay, this is gonna be the guy to beat this weekend. So I think when it comes down to Saturday or Sunday, could be easier, but your odds are going to be a little a little shittier because there might be a clear-cut favorite by Sunday morning who everybody's like blistering in practice, blistering in qualifying. Lap averages were there. This is the guy to beat. DraftKings could really shake people down to like plus 150, plus 200 favorites, which you didn't see very often this past year. The only times you did see that were with Kyle Larson because of his speed that was so consistent throughout the year. So I think to sum that up, the first eight to ten races of the season are definitely going to be feeling it out because I think there's going to be more parity than there was in 2020. I know the first like eight to ten races of 2020 were kind of sporadic with winners, but throughout the season, Hendrick Motorsports, was dominant with Bowman winning a lot of races, Larson winning a lot of races, Elliott won two or three races on the road courses. I think this season, the first eight to 10 weeks is going to be filling it out, seeing who's, who's better, who's jumped the curve with this new car. And we had, I didn't even touch on that. The fact that we have a brand new race car, a brand yeah. new pack. package. <laughs> That's the big so one. Yeah. It, my brain isn't a pretzel is like, as Cal Naughton said, in Talladega nights, a brain is wrapped up like a pretzel trying to diagnose everything with all the new elements we're going to see in 2022. So from a betting perspective, we're just, get, we're just need to take it easy and wait for a little while. Daytona is going to be a shit show. We know that the season starts at auto club speedway.
1: So. Yeah. A beautiful shit show though. Uh, I think odds, odds have been out for the Daytona 500. I'm sure that they're kind of constantly changing week to week, but uh, I think Caesar's Sportsbook was the first book to put out odds for the 500. They had like, like um, Aaron Amarola or Alex Amarola. Yeah, there, Alex you Amarola. Know? Yeah. yeah, shout yeah. out to Alex Amarola, the man that doesn't exist, but probably does somewhere in the world. Um, but yeah, the, it, you can get dicey with it. And I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing to throw some stuff down. But I think that the big thing is, like you said, these books are going to be shaking people down, man. So it's like if you want to get those good odds to where, you know, like we had some winners last year, like, you know, plus 1,600, you know, the plus 1,000 or more, it's going to be a lot more difficult to do that, and you're going to have to be a lot more riskier with that to, to get, you know, some of these guys to those odds. Like, if you just have a good feeling that, like, I feel like it's going to come down to knowing more of the man and not so much the machine, the driver, and not so much the machine. And that's kind of what the whole point of these cars were supposed to be, was, you know, letting some of these drivers show more of their talent. And having these cars be a little bit more, you know, out the box and ready to roll and not so much, you know, you know, teetering or or putting a a lug nut that was like, you know, a kilogram lighter than another one. So it's going to be fun, but the risk factor is going to to come into play a little bit harder. But that's where, you know, we're here to tell you guys that and we'll hammer this all season long. Don't worry. Like if you missed it here, we're going to keep telling you you've got to be staying up to date with, you know, updates, practice, qualifying any news that we're putting out our tweets. That's why we, you know, we stress that every week, you know, give us a follow at garage guy chase at Dale Tanhart. We're going to be keeping you guys in the know it's our job and that's what we do. Um, You know, and with DFS, I, I feel like this is going to be a good year for DFS because, you know, these salaries get released a little bit early before practice and qualifying i'm not really 100 percent sure what they're going to do this year but i'm speculating it's not going to be any different than it has been we're going to get these salaries released and then practice qualifying happens and then you're able to just to scroll the list and just find the edges you know and there's going to be a ton of edges in there building these lineups and constructing so um you know as we continue on the next month, you know, before the 500, the 500 is always a toss up in DFS. You just literally make as many lives as you can hope for the best. Same with betting. You, you put your money down on some drivers that you think are good or that, you know, that are good on super speedways or just have a little luck, but auto club, like he said, that's where you dig a little more in the stats and you're able to find a little bit more meat and potatoes in some places that some people might not look. And then just having the advantage of knowing To go and look at something on Sunday before you know lineups lock, and because a lot of people are going to be forgetting, so there's just a lot, a lot of pros and some cons, but mostly pros to this returning. Plus, I don't know.
0: I mean, when it comes to the to competition, just the standpoint of competition in NASCAR, absolute pro, absolute. Like there are no uh, to me, there's no cons. Like I don't think there's anybody. Uh, it, if there is, it's a very, very small crowd that enjoyed just race on Sunday and that's it.
1: Yeah, who did that? But yeah, if- I mean, well, we were like that as kids. They're children. That's the ones. The ones that don't watch this show are not practice supposed
0: qualifying, to. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, practice and qualifying is such a, such a critical part of racing. And it just it, it never felt right, even that it was basically two years. We saw some qualifying last year at the road courses, and at Nashville, and the Coke 600, and the big races, uh, but it still never felt right. So I'm really happy that it's back. The biggest shit show in all this for both of us, and this this can apply to the DFS side, is, like I said, uh, the ultimate point of everything I was saying is we're going to be writing and pumping out content regarding betting and, and DFS middle of the week. So there's chances that every single week we're going to pump out you know, early plays, uh, early guesses based off of the analytics that we'll have and and the statistics we'll use. And come Saturday evening, we might completely have to restructure that and be like, well, what you just read on Wednesday may not work because he qualified 32nd. His average (laughs) – his 10-lap average was 29th. And now I don't think this guy is a factor to win at all. Yeah. But – in We talked about this earlier, too. Like, when you look at your opening odds, you could have that feeling and use those stats from track history, driver history, and be like, oh, Kevin Harvick's plus 1,200, like, at Atlanta. He's going to fucking skull fuck everybody this weekend. And then qualifying and practice comes around, and he's slower than hell. And then you're going to be like, well, damn, I just put 50 bucks on that, and it's probably out the window. So there's just so many elements that make this – at least for the first five to 10 weeks of the season, it's going to be a shit show until there's like a balance to kind of figure out what this package and what the practice and qualifying element is going to bring back.
1: Yeah. Look, we're going to be on our job, but this is where you guys have to be on your job, you know, because we'll be, we're going to be at some of these races. We're going to be rushing back to get to the computer to let you guys know this information. And so a a lot of that happens a lot of time, you know, we'll put things out. Someone listens to it one time and they might not follow us. They may not, you know, keep up with articles or be subscribed or anything like that. And then they're like, Hey, you fucked me. Yeah. It's like, no, you didn't go back and look and read. So read the updates. Yeah. Yeah. That's where that is very important. You brought up uh Kevin Harvick skull fucking people at Atlanta made me think about, uh, they had some testing in Atlanta. That track looks fucking good, man. That track looks good, dude. Have I, you I, seen it?
0: I, yeah. I mean, everybody's talking about it, but I've grown up through plenty of repays and they don't, They've never been good. Repaves are not good. There's too much grip. And with Atlanta, the banking is like, it, it, the banking looks ridiculous. I mean, they literally are trying to turn that into a mini Daytona slash holiday.
1: It's Atlanta. And,
0: and I hate, I, I hate that. I think, and mo- I think Atlantis. most people hate it, but I mean, it's, it's a new thing. Another new thing we have to look into for the season. They're using the 510 horsepower, like 10 inch spoiler super restricted engine and race car for that race. So it's going to be a shit show. Imagine, you have Daytona and Talladega. I mean, that's going to be your mini Daytona and Talladega from what it looks like. So
1: imagine, imagine though, that it's a successful product. And then like you start seeing all these intermediates repaving like that. Then we just go into just the, the well, the that, then part. we
0: would just, if that happens, we would just reverse course and go back to the error package we had last year. And it would yeah. just be ultimate sadness or they could me. just run
1: 670 on that son of a bitch
0: yeah that's that's what i would do but regardless yeah. of what package you you run there, there there's gonna be so much grip at that racetrack like i don't know i don't, I don't know what to expect i mean with the package i i, I would think it would be pack racing because the horsepower coming down even more than last year and just with what they're doing with the race car but brand new car who knows what's gonna happen
1: i mean I, yeah it just it, it looked money. it looked nice, it looked really nice. I mean, I know the Reef Paves. But don't do be suck. fooled, it's gonna suck. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So, I, well, I will fine. say this though, event wise, it's looking like Atlanta's really taking that turn to be more of that big event track, which I love. Uh, you know, outside of racing, just for the culture itself. So uh hope that you know, I just, it's always been my dream to just like watch outcast perform at a NASCAR race. And so that's I mean, I have a lot of dreams. They, you know, many say I'm a dreamer. I'm not the only one. Um, I'm the only person that ever said that. John Lennon didn't say it, it was me. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, I would just – I think that for an entertainment standpoint, it's going to be really awesome, and I hope that more tracks do follow suit, especially Kansas and their stupid laws about not being able to bet on sports with a casino right by the track. So that's one that is
0: crazy. I'm sure. Hopefully, that will change within the next two years. That'll, That'll be open the floodgates for again. Kansas, bro. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much of a uh, it would be a benefit. There's no doubt. There, but I don't. There's no reason why it's not why they wouldn't have sports betting at their own casino. That is crazy. It's Kansas. because me. I mean, going to going to Dover and going to their casino and being able to bet on the race was awesome, and then just walk into the track really cool the best And imagine
1: if you could do that it like i mean like obviously not every track needs a casino by it but for the ones that do have them it's like make it as just fun as possible and 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 have that there because i think that that was one of the that may be i won't say it's the main element that made me love dover but it was definitely in the top three i'll say that much and i can't wait to go back to dover this year Um, yeah
0: just that dover i mean that I don't know what our expectations were heading to Dover because not think we good. Were, we had left Darlington and Darlington was like, was really cool. I mean, if you've been to Darlington, you know, Darlington's just is a fun place to go watch a race, uh, especially a triple header, triple header weekend and the for throwback, the throwback race. weekend. Like, yeah. So, going to Dover, we didn't know what to expect. And Dover, just that whole little city around the track is really cool. And they're, the people, it's it's sick.
1: So, A lot of Jersey guys Um, didn't know there was a lot of Jersey people that fucked with NASCAR, Pennsylvania and Jersey. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, it's crazy. Like you don't realize like how, how close I'm not, we're not from the East coast. So you don't realize how close like Pennsylvania and Maryland and Dover really are to like the Carolinas. Like that is what blew my mind. And when Uh, I say close, what, like six hours, five, six hours. That for me, like as much driving and traveling as we went, that's pretty fucking close. Because Darlington and yeah. like Charlotte is like 10 hours from where we're we're at. So yeah.
1: It's uh it's it's it's, it's fun. And I, I love the people. I can't wait to go. I definitely already know where we're staying. Uh that back lot. We will walk to the track. I have no problem. Our drive, whatever, but we're staying in that back lot. That's where it's at. That's 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 Dover Dega back there.
0: Yeah, yeah. we It's not our fault that that didn't happen, but we didn't be going to a new track. We didn't. We just did what we heard was cool, you know. But that there's this one lot in Dover. I can't remember what number it is, but it's. I want to say it's nine.
1: I want to say it's lot nine, maybe.
0: I thought it was like lot two, but it's like behind the track, and it is like just at night. It is like the ultimate nightlife spot. That's similar to what you would see at Talladega, like with the tailgates and bars. The bars people set up. It's cool. It's super cool. So can't wait. Over. Got to go there. Can't remember Mm. what lot is. I think it's lot two. He thinks it's lot nine. There's no fucking telling. We'll have to go back to find
1: out. It's 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 the Dover Dega lot. That's what we branded as. It's Dover Dega. Um. So yeah, do that, and then we'll play some casino games with you guys. Um. But. All right, So we, we talked a little bit briefly. We're obviously going to have a lot more stuff coming out. Dale's going to be putting together a, uh, a betting education video. I'm going to be putting together a DFS education video. We're both going to be, you know, kind of teetering and, and There's some there's some things that we have uh, that, that we want to do in those videos. So I'm sure that Dale will be one of the example people in mine, and I'll be one of the example people in his, and we're going to have some fun with it. Uh, so be on the lookout for those, and we'll be dropping those on YouTube. Um, may just rip the audio and put it on podcast form as well and uh, put it up on some uh, some websites. Toby Christie, you know, it might be a good thing to watch while you're at a Hooters. Shout out to Hooters, by the way. Uh, thought we weren't going to put that plug in here. JK, right now, if you get over to Hooters and use promo code garageguys, you can save $10 on any order, $30 or more when you order off HootersTogo.com or the Hooters app. Dale has a photograph right here. If you look in Dale's box, if you're on YouTube, Dale's going to put this close to the screen. All you got to do right now is take a screenshot, okay, and then let your phone do the work. It's a smartphone. It's That's going to take you right where you need to go, okay? 10
0: free dollars off. I mean, think about that. We're going to put, you're going to take the $10 from this screenshot right here, it'll take you straight to the app. Yeah. You're going to take the $10 that you save when you use this right here. We're going to go put it on – we're going to put it on Ryan Blaney to win the Daytona 500, and you're going to win 120 bucks probably. That's why – we want to talk about Daytona. I know we're skipping the clash here, but early favorite to win the Daytona 500, Ryan Blaney. Yeah, and on DraftKings right now you can grab it plus twelve hundred. Who knows where that line is going to go? But ten dollars, ten dollars,
1: and I'll you just one got one an one early one. pick. You just got an early pick right there. The Hamilton right pick. Off the we'll call it the Ham- We'll call it the Hooters Hamilton. The Hooters Hamilton pick. They say a picture's worth a thousand words. Well, if you take a hundred of these, it'll be worth a thousand dollars you saved. So there's that. Okay, so remember that. And it's only valid at participating locations for delivery and carry out orders only. Dale, did I do that math correctly? What math? Um, When did you use
0: math? When was
1: math used? Exactly. Doesn't even matter.
0: We were very unorganized. We hadn't done this in a while. We're shaking the rust off. You think Mm -hmm. we like practice this? No, we don't. We just do it. So, yeah, no, we did it like backwards. But um, yeah, OK, so. $10 $10 off your next order, $30 or more. That's delivery or carryout. And then he said, fine print guy, Dale Jarrett, fine print.
1: Mm-hmm. Now one you want to do time. your fine print?
0: Yeah, you do the fine one more time. You, you did I, it, but do it again. I, I, just, I
1: did. I was wondering if you wanted to do it. Oh, yeah, I'll do
0: it. Of uh, Valid at participating locations for delivery and carryout orders only. $10 off at Hooters.
1: That's two fine prints you just got on this episode. You're not gonna get that, that like anywhere a, that's else.
0: That like a three minute ad too. Like, oh, yeah, we're really trying to ingrain it into your brain to start off 2022.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it. Hope that's the only it. way. Uh, so so now that we've done that, we've talked a little bit about betting. We've let people know what to expect. Um, I, I think that this has been this has been a, a good one, and and I think we should close it out with something fun to talk about. It is January. We have uh, de- uh, betting – we're still doing 69 with Dale. How many days do we have until the Bush clash in L.A.? Oh, um,
0: uh, yeah, I got to do that pick, and I know what my pick is. Um, I think we, we're at 32 days to the Bush clash. Okay. We're at 46 to the 500. There we go. Um, yeah, the pick is going to be, if you're watching this, we'll, we'll, we'll get a clip out. We'll use this as a clip, get this out soon, Maybe. No, nah, I might just do another one. I don't know how long editing is going to take. Uh, Warriors Mavericks over two hundred thirteen points. That's the pick sixty nine with Dale. So, boom. Can you, right. can you get this clip out in time?
1: Yeah. I, I Look, I'm gonna as soon as we get done recording this. Sorry, sorry if you're listening or watching this. I'm just talking to Dale. As soon as you get the, we get done, I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna send it mm-hmm. send it straight to okay. you, and you can put it out. We might might just put this whole part out. Who knows? All right. Yeah. You ready? Well, to yeah, do, we got we got to wrap a podcast. Up. You ready to get back?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm back. The game's at 6:30 and it's it's what time? It's
1: 5 right now. It's 5 right now? Yeah, well, we're about to be done anyway, so we'll do it. All right, back to the podcast. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back. Yeah, NASCAR. Welcome back to NASCAR. Um, so before we go, uh like you said, we have 46 days to the Daytona 500. There are a ton of there's a ton of time. We we have no idea what's going to happen. It's time for us to give you some of our way too fucking early uh bold predictions for the 2022 NASCAR season and uh yeah I'm uh I'm excited we're going I'm going to do 3 and you have 3 as well 3 for Dale um yeah we'll we'll try to keep the context as short as possible um just because we'll probably use this on social media uh just trying to be transparent so uh let's go ahead and and start it off uh, Dale, would you like to do the honors of leading us into bold predictions?
0: Way too early bold predictions. Uh, prediction number one, and, and some people could debate if this is, like, super bold or not. I think it is. Um, I don't know. This would probably be the least bold of my three. I think Christopher Bell wins multiple races this season. I think Christopher Bell, Christopher Bell wins at least two races on the year. Uh, no sophomore slump for Bell. The talent is there. Uh, the team is there, I think. Uh, I mean, he's a potential all star in NASCAR, so I think Christopher Bell, minimum of two wins on the season,
1: okay? That I feel like it's it's that's kind of a a conservative bold, yeah, absolutely. It's still bold, two wins for sure. He got one last year, brand new car, two time. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna stay with you in the in the dirt boys uh category. And I'm going to go, my first bold prediction is going to be that Tyler Red Dog Reddick makes it to the round of eight in the 2022 NASCAR playoffs. Um, I say this just because it just smells like he has just been, he's, he's a, you know, he's Red Dog. He's just barking. He is just, he sends that son of a bitch. He likes to wheel. And this is a wheelman's car. And, uh, and I think that this is the year that we see RCR have a little bit of a, a little bit of a shoulder nudging to kind of reclaim some territory. We got a new Chevy team coming in with colleague, you know, it's getting a little, get a little packed out there. So, you know, you got to kind of let people know where you stand. And I think this is going to be a good year for RCR to do that. And I think Tyler Reddick's is going to be the driver to do that. Will he go more than, than the round of eight? I don't know, but I feel like that's uh, that, that's, that's pretty bold because a lot of people don't think that that is even a possibility.
0: Yeah, I think, like mine, it's a conservative bold because everybody is kind of waiting on him to break out. Um, I think there's an advantage here with RCR because they were the first ones to start testing with this car. So I think that could help with an advantage. And obviously, the horsepower low downforce, it, you would think would benefit him because he is a, he's just a wheel man. So I like that one. I think our, I think he'll for sure win a race this year. I think that is a take it to the bank. Redick will be a winner. For my second pick, way too early bold prediction, I think that Eric Jones will win a race for Richard Petty slash GMS and make the playoffs, which would which comes with a win. And I think one reason – one of the biggest things that, that can make that happen is Dave Ellens. Uh, Dave Ellens has been the crew chief for Junior Motorsports' number nine car for the past, like, five or six years. Uh, was with Noah Gragson. Dude is a genius. Dude's won a lot of championships over there with junior motorsports. So I think he's going to bring some extra smarts, extra brain, and an extra horsepower to that team in 2022. So Eric Jones makes the playoffs and wins at least one race is my second bold prediction.
1: That's a good bold prediction because that's that's something that we have not seen in years. I mean, I think the last win for Richard Petty was what? Was, was, it, uh, was it Eric Amarola?
0: It was Eric Almarola in 2014 at Daytona, I believe, which was a rain a rained-out race. They win once every, like, on average, Richard Petty wins, like, once every six, seven, eight years in that 43 car. Marcus Ambrose won some races for them, but it wasn't the 43, so. Yeah,
1: yeah no, I I'm just gonna say, sorry to interrupt. and I'm just really hoping to see that change, especially now that we they're back to a two car team with GMS kind of entering the game. The 42s in. That 42 you know.
0: looks good, man. The 42 looks really good, but Ty Dillon, he, he we'll see. But Eric Jones is the guy who's won races before. He can get it done. So, and with Dave Ellen's there, they could be a dangerous team.
1: Kind of excited about it. Uh, I love, Me too. like I said, I was a huge fan. Always been a fan of the Petty font uh, the number font, you know, so I'm, uh, obviously the history, the, everything that he's done for the sport. So glad to see that, uh, that that's come around. My second one is going to be that chase Elliott will win. That is win first place, every race that he runs the Hooters paint scheme. And you may think that Hooters paid us to say this, but they didn't. This is real talk. There is an energy to that paint scheme. And it's not just because they sponsor us. It's, it's always been there. I've always been a fan of it. We were, we were long fans, long-time fans of Hooters before Hooters came into the lives of garage guys. And the reason that I feel like this is bold, it would have been an easy one if I would have said, he wins these races and you find out it's Road America, Indy Road Course, and Watkins Glen. These are all three oval races. So it will be worldwide technology. Um, in St. Louis, which is a first time oval race for cup for 2022 that we'll see. Uh Second is going to be in Bristol, which he almost did win. Uh The third one will be Las Vegas in the fall. So Hooters has a stack of races for Chase Elliott to run. And I think he wins all three of them.
0: That's very bold because the chances of that happening are very, very slim. But I'm with you. I'm with you. I'll ride that one with you for sure. Why not? Hooters bring Hooters is going to bring electricity in 2022. Can't wait to see their paint scheme. Still waiting on that. So it's
1: gonna I don't be know nice. if
0: they're going to have the night owl, if they're changing it, but they they had like they had tweeted, like asked what everybody thought about it. Mixed responses. They seem like they're, they don't even know what they're doing, so that'll be cool. Can't wait. But uh, for my third and final uh, way too bold, way too early bold prediction, I think Kurt Bush wins three races in 2022. Three.
1: There's which, been a lot of talk.
0: <laughs> which to put that in a, uh, to justify how bold that is, Kurt Bush has not won three races since 2005. So, my argument Carpy here. Car? Now, what's that?
1: Rubbermaid Sharpie days, Kurt yeah. Bush?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rubbermaid Sharpie. Uh, Crown Royal was on that car. Uh, who else was on that car? Irwin Tools. Crown they had some Royal. good paint schemes on that 97.
1: <laughs> anyway. I remember the Crown Royal Jack. I always wanted Boyer and Bush to get into it.
0: Dude, that, that Crown Royal Royal Purple was beautiful. I loved that car. Was. Loved that car. But my biggest justification for this is Kurt Busch is he's driven every manufacturer there is except for Toyota. All right. This is uh, MJ's second year under or in NASCAR with the Toyota. Bubba Wallace got a win last year at Talladega, as we all remember. Toyotas are fast, okay? Toyotas have been running NASCAR over the past five years essentially with the amount of championships they've won uh, up until Elliott and Kyle Larson won in 2020 and 21, but Toyota has been superb in NASCAR over the past decade. They're lightning fast. Kurt Busch has never driven a Toyota. I think this could be a severely dangerous combo for the rest of the field with Kurt Bush and the MJ forty five. I think Kurt Busch wins three races this year. And that that is you can't tell me that's not bold at all. When it that's happens, very
1: bold. Like yeah, he's never it, driven a Toyota like in life. Like, has he ever driven like a rental car Toyota? Oh uh,
0: well, I mean, how the fuck am I supposed to know that? I mean you gotta uh, ask him. We 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 should, yeah. Yeah, Man, that's, that's a, a question. good question to ask him. Have you ever yeah. driven a Toyota? Period, like ever until Can't this year. Can't wait for
1: Media Day. Media Day at yeah. Daytona is gonna be great.
0: He'll he's probably already got himself like a Supra or something something nice. You know? Oh yeah. But but before 2022, I don't know. But yeah, Kurt Busch, uh, under Toyota powered race car engine, teammate of Bubba Wallace, driving for Denny Hamlin, MJ, three wins three Three wins let's
1: go i'll say that's bold because i did i would not have ever said that i would have uh i wouldn't have said one i don't know it's uh there's a lot of it just seems like there's a lot of hype When there's a lot of hype around something you're kind of like but it's i don't know all right here's one argument (laughs) so you go three wins my my last bold prediction is gonna only result in one win but it's the driver and the team that make it bold Corey lajoy will win one race in 2022.
0: Yeah. I think I think Spire I think he'll he'll be closer than last year. They had some 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 spirited runs no doubt in 2021. They did.
1: And and that's what kind of brings me to this. We have seen Corey go from, you know, running the 32 uh, the Ford, and he, we always know at Super Speedways, he finds a way to try to get up and around, but things always kind of happen, and he's had some good finishes here, and then he's had some where you just, sit, you have to send it all the way and see what happens, and a lot of these guys in these smaller teams, that's what they end up doing. So the Super Speedways have always been their biggest plays. Well, then up until last year, now we're seeing Corey run top 20 at a couple of tracks that we had never seen before.
0: So A lot of tracks.
1: A yeah, lot of, a lot of non-super
0: speedways. He ran top 20.
1: Yeah. So I, I think, just that alone for me right there, it's like it's still bold because of the name and the team, I feel like. But because of that instant progression, I mean, dude, he, he was running, what, 12th at Martinsville until he got popped on pit road. Like just seeing that alone right there, like lets me know, because like I know Corey's a good driver. And I feel like I feel like a lot of us do. And Corey's made his case about how, you know, if I had better equipment, more souped up equipment, I would be running a lot better. And so it's like, well, now everything's kind of a level playing field. He's been one of the first advocates for this. And I'm not the only one that feels this way. I actually uh, heard that uh, Michael Waltrip uh, said to look out for Corey LaJoy this year as well. He didn't say a winner race, but he said, look out for him. I just think this is going to be a great year for Corey. I
0: think it will it will easily be his best year, no doubt. And with his next gen car, it is supposed to. And they, I feel like NASCAR always says this when they have new stuff, but it is legitimately supposed to narrow that gap between the top and the and the and the in the bottom teams. And um, it's funny because Spire was like a joke a couple years ago. Like every, they came in as like a, they they're like a, a driver agency that joined NASCAR and people said they were just doing it just to make a profit. And then they actually won a race with Justin Haley at Daytona. So that win was huge for them. And now they're a two car team that we know there's one full time. We don't know if the 77s full time. I think they will be. Um, and they're running top 20, you know, very competitive throughout the season. So I think w- when it comes to a win, I think they're a year away, maybe two years away, but I definitely think this will be a good year for Corey LaJoy. Top 25 in points, maybe top 20 in points, but a win it is hard to win in NASCAR, especially with where I think we're spires at, but who knows, man,
1: this next gen is supposed to, supposed hey. to narrow
0: the gap between the top and the bottom. So. Hey man, a bold prediction.
1: this is the way I see it. You got four super speedway races in a year, man. And now Atlanta rock and roll.
0: Who knows what Atlanta's gonna be like.
1: Who Fuck. knows? Hey, at least I didn't say Kevin Harvick would go winless. So, you know, I don't think that happens either. I think homeboy's about to come back for the revenge tour. Yeah. It's just he, a little he's, extra. Gonna, <laughs> he's gonna be
0: pissed off this year. Yeah, I think. I SHR. think Harvick. I think Harvick will be in the final four. And you you we talked about that before the show. That I mean, you said that
1: you were what you were like not that bad. bold though.
0: Yeah, you were like, I, I think that's not bold enough. And I was like, Yeah, probably not. I think a lot yeah. of people think he's going to go off so yeah shr be
1: has been they they spent their entire year last year like working and focusing on this new car like we about to see and like they just had the eric amarola he got a new uh crew chief i saw i don't really pay yeah, attention drew Blake and him. surfer
0: he won the 500 with mcdowell last year so yeah ever since, be interesting
1: ever since amarola just had a ps5 that he was trying to sell and not give away and nobody ever questioned nobody ever answered that if he was hacked or not I think Eric Amarola was literally trying to sell a PlayStation yeah. 5 on Twitter. I,
0: I think he was too. Bad look. God, that's a bad look.
1: Yeah, man. Bad look. I don't like, Do you know oh how many well. times I get shit that I want to keep or that I would love to sell, but I know better? Like, I feel like on, any Eric. other
0: driver would have would have done that as a giveaway to like help grow followers or and just be, I don't know. It's it's bizarre really fucking bizarre I oh eric it. yeah special I don't know. kid
1: uh, special guy <laughs> yeah. all right well that's Good. our bold predictions we want to know what your bold predictions are uh hit us up in the comments here on youtube or go over to twitter if you're listening to this on the podcast uh tweet at us at garage guy chase at dale Tenhart. let us know what your bold prediction for 2022 is we really want to know and uh, we'll respond to them we'll talk about them um, I'm excited about it but yeah um, also if you're on YouTube be sure to hit us with a like uh, subscribe uh, comment below I'm trying to grow this thing here and if you're listening on the podcast rate review and subscribe it helps us um, to continue to grow so that we can do what we've done in Australia in other places so shout out to that but uh other than that, this has been a show. We're getting ready for Super Speedway testing. We'll see you guys next week. Might have some garage talks coming up. But other than that, the, the only, only thing I can say at this point is uh, New Year, and we're not far away from another NASCAR season. So I'm excited. I'm getting closer and closer, baby. It's going to be fun. That's it. Can't right, guys. fucking wait. Well, look. Uh, flat, flash that bad boy one more time. Uh, underneath Underneath there. Hooters, NASCAR. It, we, Garage Guys, all right? Know it, feel it, learn it. Um, We're going to come up with a new slogan for this year, but for now, sports profit repeat, and we'll see you later. It's the Garage Guys. 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 It's the Garage Guys.